0: from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com insider. That's texasfootball.com insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet with a new theme. Not a new theme, but a new intro. That's kind of fun, right? My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, Or you listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. We're not going to tell you what podcast vendor to use, but just subscribe to it. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, the author of the new intro, (laughs) the creator of the new intro. We are joined by our producer, the Duchess of the Dorks, Ashley Pickle.
1: Howdy. Did you like it?
0: I thought it was pretty cool.
1: Well, they should. If if you liked it, let me know in the comments.
0: Yeah, and if you didn't, then shut up.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not going to change it. (laughs) Do we have first four through the door? (laughs) Uh, Yes, Stephen Cassie, Terry Adams, William Dyson, and Brent Homan. Welcome in, Lee. Hi, guys.
0: Hi, Miss Terry. Um, Powers is here. Hi, job. I kept putting him on the screen. I like how everybody gets a big intro and then, but you—you you are a man of the people. You don't demand a big intro. You're just like,
2: Powers is here. I'm glad to be here. We're glad, glad you're to here. here. This is a—we're gonna get into this. This is a huge week for you. Yeah, it's been big. I mean, I—this has been one of the busier years. I mean, I think going back to November 15th, maybe to, until. This weekend, it's, it's been a grind, and it's not going to end after this week because I've taken the task after the Next Level Athlete Texas Top 100 Showcase is over this weekend. We're mm-hmm. going to do some big things coverage-wise there with Dave Campbells this year as Dave Campbells is the official media partner of that Next Level uh, Camp Series now um, to do some special video interviews and features with some of the top prospects who are there, but I've also taken on the, the role of – co-video editor for all 400 wow. uh, prospects who are going to be at the camp so i'll be making the highlight reels for those players co-video editor i yeah, didn't you wow.
1: my friend wow
2: so that'll be like after these camps are over we get all the interviews and all the like pressing content out of the way that the fans want to see right away mm-hmm. video editing will be in my future wow. so you are you just a, you're a busy boy yeah, it stays busy. We're all busy. Yeah, well, not me. I mean,
0: I'm doing the show and then I'm leaving. <laughs> going whatever. Home.
2: Getting a couple drinks and questionnaires, like... magazines. That's organizing, organizing. That's to come. I don't organizing have to... content so strategies. I,
0: I, this is 100 percent true. I do not have to think about the magazine in any sort of meaningful like way until like February, January. I kind of get to relax, and you can't make me. And so we're
2: only halfway through January. Although at the same time. You do have an open invitation to come to the camps this week. And if you, wanted, if you I want to pile there. in the car. Okay. This is true.
0: I m- might have wanted to, but I can't. I, okay, have, to do, I, I have a Fox thing right, on, right, on Saturday. Right. Yeah, I'm a sure. Fox thing on Saturday.
1: <laughs> well, so, so come on Sunday then. We'll be in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, Sunday. You, that's the Lord's Day.
2: Yes, we <laughs> have scheduled around church. So you can <laughs> attend church and then come to the next level. Oh, I'm not going to church. I'm just saying it's <laughs> the Lord's Day. <laughs>
0: Today is Wednesday, January 15th, 2020, <laughs> 316 days until Thanksgiving, student to the Lord, 316, uh, episode 884, 884, um, oh, oh gosh, man. I didn't come up with a number for the, for the Rangers. Oh,
1: you out. had one job. I know,
0: I really did. That's literally on. your one job. Uh, this is the... That's the only thing and it really, that you needed to do I'm today. aware, Ashley! <laughs> Golly, I was getting all sorts of trouble, 884. Um, that's the Mickey Rivers episode. Uh, if you're going in alphabetical order of all the, um, the Texas Rangers, then he is, uh, that one. Oh, or you could go 884 is the Nick Solak OPS episode. There you go. That's what we'll do. That's a current Ranger. On today's show, Powers is here. We're going to talk this week in recruiting. Uh, I would say fewer fireworks than last week's, this week in recruiting, but still a good episode of this week in recruiting. I agree. And then back half of the program, we were going to check in. We're going to do a segment we call the check-in.
1: Is and that what I don't, we're
0: calling it? I don't know. Uh, uh, good to know. <laughs> about, uh, we're going to check in on the Baylor coaching search. They are still in need of a head football coach. We will discuss who that might be and who it won't be and who it might be and if Ashley's going to take the job. We'll get into that coming oh, up here.
1: Shoot, you already announced it. Would
0: you take the job if Baylor came to you?
1: Of course I would take a head coaching job at Baylor. That would be awesome. Would you
0: take a head coaching job at Baylor? Of course. I would not. Why
1: would I not? Oh, you already said the no. last week I have I can I could find the video that you were like, "Hey, if you want to hire me, I mean, I'll do it yeah. for half of Matt Rule's salary." That, that was, was the exact quote. Yeah, that
0: was a bluff. I wouldn't do it. I feel like being a head a college and you deal with a lot of college head coaches. I feel like that is a very very
2: stressful existence. I believe that, but I also think that the pay value would be high enough that it would You know what? There's more to life than money, Greg Powell. The best the best scenario might be <laughs> to get a guarantee and then get fired.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah.
2: maybe I could be really yeah. bad at that, that job. Uh maybe I could be bad enough at that job that I could get paid for a few more years while I wasn't doing anything. now that's the dream.
1: That's always my backup is if the broadcasting thing didn't work out, I was going to get my teaching certificate and be a coach.
0: Coach basketball? Yeah. Teach them how to maybe some golf. go keep. to the low post. Is that how you swing a golf club?
1: Uh-huh. That's exactly how it is, You know the ball's on the ground, right? (laughs) Well, I had to do it like that so people could see. If I do it down here, you can't see anything. I look like a floating head. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) All
0: right, look up at the camera. I'm Greg Tupper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Crutin. It's This Week in Recruiting. Greg Powers, Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at gpowerscout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Let's get this out of the way. The reason that you are so busy... Is because Next Level Athlete, in partnership with Dave Campbell's Texas Football, has two very big events coming up this weekend. Saturday in Houston at Barbers Hill High School, yep. and then Sunday in Dallas at South Lake Carroll. It's your top 100 showcase. Uh, big doings for 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 Next Level Athlete. This is a big weekend for y'all.
2: Yeah, we have a you know we'll we'll push up to 200 prospects. I would say between both camps, probably f- around 400 top press prospects across the state who will come out to uh, compete and get on film and for college coaches to evaluate that film. Of course, colleges can't go out on the road to evaluate until the spring, so this kind of gives a jumping-off point. If you're an under-the-radar recruit especially who uh, wants to get your name on the map, this is a great camp, but we have tons of top-level prospects coming out to uh, showcase their skills, and I'm pretty excited about it. I think the Dallas camp especially this year – It has a chance to be maybe the best camp we've ever had.
0: It's going to be popping, and we will probably – I don't mean to spoil next week's edition of uh, This Week in Recruiting, but I would imagine that we will have a lot of talk about these two, uh, these two combines, these two camps, uh, coming up here next week.
2: Agreed. Uh, yeah, I think that will And probably... some fresh videos to use for This Week in Recruiting. We like to show those videos, and you a lot of our fans here get a first look kind at mm. uh, some of the top prospects who attend uh, via this platform. And so let's get it popping here on This Week in Recruiting. <laughs> let's start.
1: no. What?
2: You shut that down? I, yeah, you're I did that, not that. Start like, with our. Uh, that is Trying so, to be but, hip with the kids over that's there. That's banned. Yeah, let's that's banned. Don't hear, I don't want to hear.
0: I don't want to hear it from our producer who dabbed it yesterday. Um, do it again. Today is. Uh, <laughs> well, we're going to start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise is Duncanville, a guy I can't, I can't avoid on Twitter. Like I swear, every time I tur- I, I open up Twitter, it seems like Ennis Rakestraw, the cornerback from D- uh, Duncanville, has picked up like 19 more offers. He pulled in another one this week from Texas. He's all, and this has come. All of this, it seems like he's gotten really hot now, and he's picked up offers from Baylor, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Arkansas, all after uh, early signing day. Um, I mean, I thought Ennis Rakestraw was always very good. I don't know what it took. What took everybody so long to figure it out? This guy's a star, but now
2: it seems like finally people are paying attention. Well, this is a, a player who I actually want to give credit to the next level scouting staff in Dallas he's been the number six rated cornerback in the state in the 2020 class on our platform since this time last January Mm -hmm. and his recruitment didn't reflect that until after his senior season so credit to Kiff Harden former head coach at Rowlett who put a great grade on uh Ennis Rake Straw back in the day uh and now he's starting to get the offers that we feel like he kind of deserved uh from the very beginning so Uh, Baylor, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, and Arkansas are some of the schools who stepped up to offer him after uh, strong showing down the Texas high school football home stretch where he was able to lock down some of the top wide receivers uh, in the state of Texas and uh, showcase some of that talent in front of college coaches. And who knows what's going to happen, but it looks like, judging his official visit list, there's only three official visit weekends between now and now. And National Signing Day in February, and he's planning to see Missouri, who offered him before the tidal wave started, Alabama and Georgia. Can Texas get in the mix and get him on campus? They would have to bring him in for a midweek visit visit it looks like if they're able to capitalize on that offer that they extended to straw this week.
0: So let me ask, this is a guy who obviously is picking up offers now. He's got a lot of momentum. Do you have any sort of feel as to why why this, why it took people this long to to you know was it just that he was so good in the playoffs and maybe he got that showcase game against Jackson Smith and
2: Jigba in the semifinals is is that what's got people's attention? Well, you're looking at the tape right now. His senior tape is better than his junior tape, but like I said, we already had a high grading on him. He's a uh, Got the size at six foot and the ability to match up on an island with other top wide receivers. And that's why I think his recruitment's taken off. But it also could play what could play a role is having a more clear picture at some of these programs after the first signing day. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there were some schools who were probably holding out hope uh, that they could get this guy or that guy into their class and didn't. Mm-hmm. And some things have now opened up to where he has an opportunity to play at some of these schools. But Alabama just doesn't offer anybody. Georgia, underneath the direction of Kirby Smart, just doesn't offer anybody. So right. talent is a, a big factor. Why? And I don't want to give away everything, but you might want to watch that top fifty mm-hmm. when we update it uh, here. You know, <laughs> you might want to watch that twenty twenty top fifty when it's updated to see if Rick Straw picks up a potential four star. Spoiler alert. And as Rakeshraw continues to rise up recruiting
0: charts and on uh, his offer list continues to grow, oh, let's get to our Commit of the Week. Our Commit of the Week, we're going from DFW down to the Houston area, Baylor Episcopal, offensive lineman for 2021, uh, Donovan Jackson, who is one of the very best, definitely one of the very best offensive linemen in the state. I'm, You are a lot more in tune with the guys around the nation, but I have a hard time believing there are a whole lot more offensive linemen in the class of 2021 that are better than Donovan Jackson. Uh, across the nation he is uh he is committed to the ohio state university and he is going to take his talents uh to columbus this is a guy who's the number three our number three prospect in the dctf super 16 for the class of 2021 uh this is this is this this guy looks like this guy looks like an nfl
2: offensive tackle right now and ohio state's doing a tremendous job at at getting talent from texas i mean i'm Mm -hmm. looking kind of back through the list right now and and They've, they've been able to land a top five guy, I think, pretty consistently, come down here and snag somebody. Um, Garrett Wilson in last year's class, who was the number one player in the DCTF top 100. Um, you know, guys like J.K. Dobbins have been was Garrett, pretty good Garrett there. Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jackson, Jackson Smith of Jigba this year. Uh, J.T. Barrett is another name. Mm-hmm. Barron Browning, who was on the cover of DCTF Rising. So they've done a pretty good job of uh, getting top guys in – getting them in at Columbus uh, to help their team. And Jackson's next in line. He's a guy who could play left tackle, right tackle. He could move in and play guard. Um, he can he can really kind of do everything. Big wingspan, uh, great footwork, and I think sky's the limit for him. I think he'll be a big-time guy uh, in the Big Ten.
0: Yeah, I, this is a, a, a true, like, not a finished product, but from a size perspective, I mean – this is a guy who's got the frame, and he's already big enough right now. Right, you can you can certainly dream on him getting even a little bit bigger, which would be frightening.
2: Well, he carries that three hundred and ten pounds very well right now. I wouldn't be a surprise to see him get in even better shape when he gets in the strength and. In- conditioning program there, which is known to be one of the top in the country. So uh, Donovan Jackson, I think, is a name that you could hear called on draft day one day.
0: He's an underclassman, but we've got a different underclassman of the week. Our twenty, our, our underclassman of the week is El Campo 2023 running back Ruben Owens. Yep. Uh, started as a freshman for El Campo this year and was dazzling. He was our DCTF Rising cover boy for the class of 2023. Um, and this is a guy who already has a ton of offers. Places like LSU, places like Arkansas, places like UTSA, o- Oklahoma State picked up another big one this week uh, as Oklahoma came calling. Uh, but this is a guy that you're gonna, that folks down there in the southeast Texas are going
2: to have to deal with for a couple of years. The 2023 running back, uh, Ruben Owens out of El Campo, three years as a matter of fact. And yeah. I think El Campo will be back. Uh, one of the best mascot names, the Rice Birds. Yeah, the Rice Birds. One of Rice the best. Birds mascot names, by the way. UTSA, Arkansas, LSU, Oklahoma State, and Oregon State have already uh, offered him as well, but I think that Sooners offer is is the real big one. I mean, you got Oklahoma and LSU, the new national champions already on your list, yeah. uh, 5'11", 175. He was part of like a three-headed monster down there at El Campo this year at the running back position, but he's going to be that guy as he develops within that offense. Uh, so already going to be a national name, and he's going to be one of the top guys who attends the Next Level Athlete uh, Texas Top 100 Showcase in Houston on Saturday. Yeah, he is
0: a guy certainly you're going to need to know about is Ruben Owens, uh, the running back from El Campo. Let's get to our recruit of the Week finally. Uh, back up to the DFW Metroplex. to Talk about Dallas Kimball, 2021 cornerback Ishmael Ibrahim. Um, he is headed for the Under Armour All America Game after he was uh, he impressed at a Pylon Seven on Seven event this uh, this weekend. Um, this is a guy who I know he's already got a ton of early offers uh, there, at places like A and M, Texas, TCU, LSU, Alabama, Oklahoma, Baylor. Everyone, it seems like, is offering. There is no secret about Ishmael uh, Ibrahim,
2: uh, and now he's going to get to uh, show off at the Under Armour All-America game. Rattle off his offer list, and you're going to have to take a drink of water to get yeah. it done with I mean, he's got everybody. Uh, has that size, and he's one of these guys who passes the eyeball test. I saw him at uh, one of the – his 7-on-7 seven seven team is Texas Flex. I went to a practice there last week, and he definitely jumps out. You know, easy six one, has the frame, and – uh, potential to be in that conversation with a guy in this class that you know A&M fans may be familiar with, uh, Jalen Jones. He's He resembles that type mm-hmm. of guy. Um, so big-time player, earned that Under Armour All-America invite uh, this week after a very strong performance there uh, at the 7-on-7 event. I think it was the Pylon 7-on-7 this weekend in Dallas. Um, so just now try to figure out who's going to get him. Yeah. You know, I think uh, there are some schools that – are uh, slated to be top contenders. And I know that uh, Ashley Pickle will have a good time sitting down with him because he's slated to be at the Dallas camp this oh. week. So maybe she'll get a pick his brain and have some recru- recruiting scoop for us maybe mm. heading yeah, into next week that, that we can use. Get a get a pickle scoop. Yeah, pickle scoop. Yes. Pickle recruiting scoop. Recruiting um, scoop.
0: Yes, Christ. he is. Uh, Ishmael Ibrahim is, is going to be out there at the uh, Next Level Athlete uh, top 100 showcase uh, at South Lake Carroll this Sunday uh, that is after the uh, top 100 showcase in Houston down there at Barbers Hill yep. mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be exhausted
2: man I'm ready for it. I actually think that the event days will be less stressful than the l- days leading up to it because what we've ran into is you know the Dallas camp is full yeah mm-hmm. okay so there's a lot of people who still want to come so the Dallas camp registration is closed. Uh, we had to close it on Monday. So, explaining to people um, what they can do from this point, can they do? They want to come to Houston? Do are they more interested to come to one of our spring events? Uh, so, next level athlete is going to be announcing a spring camp series by popular demand uh, in awesome. the coming days. So that'll is. be awesome.
1: We do have uh, we had one question. Okay. Uh, a question for Powers here, um, Jeff Molesky asked, which college football team has the best recruiting class in Texas this year as of now?
2: Texas A and M. Texas A&M has the best recruiting class. They signed a very uh, heavy recruiting class in the state of Texas, but they also signed more out-of-state guys. Some of those guys I don't know about as well, but they're very talented and rates in the composite, I think, as a top ten overall class nationally. Uh, keep an eye on guys like Jalen Jones, Demond Demas, and, of course, they're still in on Zach Evans, which mm-hmm. is kind of like – if. If all things go as planned, they could end up with as many as three, five, three, out of the five five stars in the DCTF rankings if they can close on Zach.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a very good class right now. Has a chance to get even better uh, with the new uh, with the I guess late signing period right. uh, coming uh, coming here in February. He's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Power Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D One. And if you're in uh, Barbers Hill on Saturday or you're in uh, South Lake Car- South Lake on Sunday. <laughs> Powers love surprise hugs. so There you go. Just go yeah. up and, and just hug them. Thanks, Powers, for doing it again next week. All right, let's do it. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com, slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com, slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com, is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com/slash-insider. That is our subscription package. You get two magazines, including the recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which just came out, uh, and the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, mailed to you. You'll get the summer magazine early if you subscribe. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including today we rolled out Shahan J. Rajah's three things I think, th- uh, th- three things I know, and three things I think I know which is a great piece that we're going to have during the offseason mm-hmm. every week. Um, a lot of great stuff in the offseason, plus access to our uh, archives, to the program rankings we just put out, a lot of good insider stuff. And uh, if you are recruiting and you really like – if you tune in every Wednesday because you want to hear Powers talk, and who doesn't, uh, <laughs> then a lot of that stuff is for insiders only at TexasFootball.com. So yeah, that's
1: six i a and say, especially with the Next Level Athlete Camps that we were talking mm-hmm. about just a second ago with it being in, uh, the one in Houston and the one in Dallas. We're going to have a ton of video content um, coming with interviews from those recruits, and it'll be really insightful. So, uh, subscribers, I think, will will be the ones getting those.
0: So, check it out. Texasfootball.com/slash-insider.
1: What did you say we're calling this next segment? Checking in. Is that? Checking what it was? in. Okay. The graphic is updated.
0: Oh, great. <clears throat> and now for a segment <laughs> we call, checking in. We're going <laughs> to check in on something that we that <laughs> uh, haven't haven't <laughs> talked about in in a couple of minutes, and that is the Baylor coaching search. For those who don't know. Baylor is looking for a head football coach. They're looking for, Whoa. actually, what did I say? This would be their fourth head football coach in five in years? Fi- six. I thought you in six. Years. six. Yeah. I think it's six. Yeah. Uh, Bryles, Grove, Rule, and then whoever the new person is. Um, so, Matt Rule has left. He's going off to the NFL uh, at, uh, to be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And so... <laughs> Uh,
1: real quick on that one. Did you see the uh, thing it said like in their office it says Carolina Panthers home of the Carolina Panthers. Like well, what kind of a facilities well, mess up. Well, they just want they want
0: you to know where they want you to know <laughs> where they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, but
1: they put the panth- like you can't say Carolina Panthers home of the Carolina Panthers. Like it needs to be like Why not North Carolina or whatever. Whatever.
0: Uh, they're not called Charlotte or anything like that. Anyway, <laughs> point is Matt Rule is gone. And so Baylor is looking for a new head coach. Uh, it will be the second uh, head coaching change in the state of Texas in 2019-20. Uh, as um, Frank Wilson has departed UTSA and Jeff Traylor is a new coach there for the Roadrunners. So uh, – First and foremost, I think it's worth mentioning that uh, there are not really that, that they've been pretty tight-lipped about this. Mm-hmm. That there are some rumors and rumblings and things like that, but not as much as you normally see with a Power Five head coaching job. Part of that is that I think that's just the way that Mac Rhodes, the athletic director at Baylor, does business. Mm-hmm. I think that they he keeps a pretty tight lid on things.
1: Which
0: is smart. Furthermore, I also think that. Because they are a, pub, a private institution, they have a little bit more latitude to be a little bit more um, covert, yes, about what they're doing. And so they are uh, – here here's what we've heard, and here's what is, is still floating out there. I still think that Joey McGuire, uh, the, assist, the associate head coach uh, with Baylor – is a viable candidate. Is a guy who's going to have uh, certainly a chance at the job. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he is interviewed for the job, mm-hmm. uh, and I. Will, uh, but I will say that I think the longer that this stretches out, the more that that would indicate that they are going to go external, outside. Yes, yeah. that they'll go agree. outside of the current position or current um, uh, staff.
1: Tell you what, that's the uh, that seems like the player's choice. The there was definitely a lot of people, a lot of on Twitter.
0: players tweeting about how they, they really they love Coach McGuire. They'd love for him to get the, the head coaching job. I would just say that my feel for the situation mm-hmm. is that the longer that this goes on, the less likely it is that they are going to hire Joey McGuire as the head coach. I agree. I will also say that if they do go external, I wonder if Joey McGuire is going to be looking for jobs. And I wonder, not that he's going to get fired. Right. I want to be clear because I think anybody who comes in would be silly to not try to retain Joey McGuire. Absolutely. But if he had his hopes set on being the next head coach at Baylor and he doesn't get that, I would imagine that his phone is going to ring and that people are going to say, why don't you come be the assistant on my staff? I wonder if that is going to um, – I, I think his phone is still going to ring if he does not get the job at
2: Baylor.
1: Do you think he would chase any other head coaching jobs or do you think that it's just a it's a Baylor thing? Like do you think he would have his mindset on going somewhere else as the assistant to then move up to a head coaching job?
0: I think that he I, I think he that he'll did. be in the mix but the problem is there just aren't that many head coaching jobs yeah. available right now. Like yeah. from from a, from a, a, an FBS perspective there just aren't. Like I know that he was in the mix for the UTSA job mm-hmm. uh, uh, but he didn't obviously he's not the head coach at UTSA. There you would you would think that let me let me say this. He's a guy who has never been a coordinator at the FBS level, mm-hmm. right? At the college level. He's been an assistant head coach, and there's a lot th- to be said for that, but I have <laughs> a feeling that his best chance of getting hired as a head coach at the college level would be a promotion from within. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like if...
1: I don't think he's chasing it. Like, if I don't Georgia Tech
0: came dream. open, if Georgia Tech came open, I don't think that they would call it Joey McGuire. Mm-hmm. Let me, let's put it that way. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I think mean, maybe be silly not to, but that's just me. So, then who else is in the mix? We had a report yesterday, um, and I wish I could source it, but I don't have it in front of me. Uh, that um, maybe it was Stuart Mandel, that Justin Fuente is in the mix. Justin mm-hmm. Fuente is former TCU assistant who is now the head coach at Virginia Tech. Uh, Before he was at Virginia Tech, he was the head coach at Memphis. And in a lot of ways, the reason that Memphis is a group of five power is in large part thanks to what Justin Fuente was able to help build there. He was sensational at Memphis. At Virginia Tech, it's a tough gig to follow Frank Beamer, but I would say that his results have been mixed at Virginia Tech. Um, He is a guy who I I think would represent a stylistic shift there for Baylor if they were to go to a guy like Justin Fuente, but he does have good head coaching experience at two different stops. Uh, and he is a power five head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he has power five head coaching experience. Uh, he's a, still a young guy. He's got Texas ties. Um, so that would be a guy that I think you, should, that, that would would be on um on, on people's list, and it sounds like they are sniffing around on Justin mm-hmm. Fuente. The other name you're going to hear a lot about...
1: Pete Thamel was the one that... Pete, that's your Pete th- Thamel? Yeah. Okay, Thamel.
0: Um, the other guy you're going to be hearing a lot about, the name that you're going to hear is Dave Aranda. Dave Aranda is the defensive coordinator uh, at LSU. You may know that LSU played in a notable football game a couple of days ago. Uh, Dave Aranda is, at present, the... Highest-paid assistant in college football. He's making two and a half million dollars a year at LSU. That ain't bad. Look, obviously, uh, if he aspires to be a head coach, not only would his salary go up, but um, he would get to be he would get to achieve that dream of being a head coach. Mm-hmm. But that's to say that he's not going to leave simply for the sake of leaving. He would want to need to want to do it right. because he is well paid at LSU, and you have a feeling that even if Baylor is interested. Um, LSU is going to try to retain him, probably with a raise. Probably not what Baylor would be able to pay him to be the head coach, but they may be able to entice him. That
1: oh yeah, you that. get more get more money off of it and have way less stress of not being a head coach. That's not a bad gig.
0: He does have Texas ties. He was a uh, he was a GA at Tech at Tech in the uh, in the uh, around the turn of the century, uh, and he does have his masters from Texas Tech. Um, yeah. This is a guy. He was actually Tom Herman's roommate believe it or not. Huh. I don't know if you know that. He's Tom Herman's roommate there at uh, at Cal Lutheran. So here's the thing about Dave Aranda, though. Dave Aranda has never been uh, the head coach of any football team um, at any level.
1: Not even, oh wow.
0: Well, that's that's not true. He was the JV head football coach for Redlands, <laughs> California High School back in Holy 1995. Cow. That's the last time he coached so he's not coached a varsity. He's not the head coach yeah. for a varsity football game. Um, Dave Aranda is extremely well thought of. He's he's thought of as one of the the very finest defensive minds in college football, but he's never been a head coach. And being a head coach is a different experience. And when you're talking about guys who have never been um, head coaches, uh, who get promoted from coordinator positions. To then go and take their first head coaching job at a Power Five school in Texas. Mm-hmm. The last couple that happened were, um, one of the last one, the, the one that strings mine is uh, Kevin Steele at Baylor. Mm-hmm. Kevin Steele was the uh, linebacker coach for the Carolina Panthers. He was a, a an assistant for a lot of colleges before then. It did not go well for him at Baylor, back in 1999 to 2002. Did not go well for him. Cliff Kingsbury was the same way. Cliff Kingsbury was never a head coach. He takes the job at Texas Tech. Texas Tech, mm, let's say middling success. Obviously, Cliff Kingsbury's gone on and had some nice post-tech things for him.
1: You know, Todd Dodge from high school straight up to head coach.
0: He went straight up to head coach. Mm -hmm. But he had been a head coach even at the high
1: school. Right, yeah.
0: Right? Like, if they were to promote Joey McGuire, one thing they could say is, okay, he's been a head head coach coach before. before. He's the head coach of Cedar Hill. Uh, This would be Dave Aranda's first head Head coaching coaching job. Yeah at any level. Now, another, but at the same time, and it was not a Power 5 job at the time, but you could just as easily point to Gary Patterson. Now, Gary Patterson was technically a head coach. He was the head coach of the Oregon Lightning Bolts of the Professional Spring Football League in 1992. That is awesome. (laughs) I would say this is a little bit different. (laughs) Gary would coach that. (laughs) But obviously, that has worked out pretty well for TCU. Yeah, so it's a mixed bag if they were to go the way of Dave Aranda. Um, Look, I don't know know where this is going to go. From what we hear, right now there's a lot of wins behind the sails of Dave Aranda as the new head coach at Baylor. There'd be a lot to talk about if he were to be the head coach. Uh, I think that retaining a guy like um, Joey McGuire would be paramount to his success at Baylor, Mm -hmm. but... It remains to be seen where Baylor is going to go, uh, where Matt Rhodes is going to go. I get the feeling that we, we may hear something this week, may hear something uh, tomorrow, Friday, maybe even as early as today. But Baylor still looking for a head football coach. It seems like uh, right now what we're hearing is that they're, the, the three big candidates would be McGuire's an internal candidate, Justin Fuente from Virginia Tech, and Dave Aranda from LSU. We'll keep you posted, of course, at texasfootball.com uh, in our, our social media feeds. And now we go. To Ashley Pickle for America's Second Favorite segment. Final thoughts.
1: Um, So Caleb Davis asked earlier. He said, "What college coaches in Texas are going into next season on the hot seat?"
0: Hmm, that's a good question. I would say, I would say that theoretically, if you look at the record, Mm -hmm. um, you would go out. You would go out to UTEP, right? Oh yeah, uh, because it, it just feels like what Dana Dimmel has done out there has just not been very successful. You look at that, Rice. I would say that uh, you We're know I would of. say that Rice is at least trending up.
1: Yeah, well, I mean they and won their just last three it's, games. It's not just because I you're love a blue, Rice. Not just because I love Bloom, <laughs>
0: but I would say that Rice can look at that and they say we are at least trending in the right direction. There's that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I would say that I would say next year's a big year for Tom Herman. I think next year is a very big year for Tom Herman. I think that this year there was a lot of hype around Texas. We can certainly have a conversation as to whether or not there should have been hype around Texas, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of hype around Texas. Uh, I think it's a big year for Tom Herman. I think Jimbo Fisher's safe. I think yeah. Dan Holgerson's safe.
1: I think, okay, here's a hot take. You want to look at Seth Luttrell. Do I think that they will fire him if he has a bad year? No. But I think for his own personal agenda of where he wants to end up one day. like as, I mean, that's the thing. We talked about that with the Baylor thing is – If they go to a bowl game this year, at least Seth might, his name might've been thrown out there, you know, but it's like for his own agenda, personal agenda, he's got to have a good year.
0: I would say, I would say this, whereas last year going into the season, we were pretty sure we were, we could all look at UTSA and look at Frank Wilson and say, this is a make or break year for Frank Wilson. I don't think there's that that guy this year that I'm saying it has to happen for him this year or he's gone. Um, I th- obviously, look, if Tom Herman goes 4-8, and eight, they're going to fire Tom Herman. Right. But, A, I don't see that happening. No. Go ahead and timestamp that and yeah. play it back to me. <laughs> a, I don't see that happening. And, B, um, like that, that would require, I think, a certain set of circumstances that there would be a question as to whether or not it was that. But I would just say that right now I don't believe there's one locked and loaded guy – that you say, if they don't succeed this mm-hmm. year or show improvement, that they're, he's going to be gone. The closest thing that we would say, I would say, yeah. would be uh, Dana Dimmel at Utah. But I also think that they're committed to him. This would only be his third right. year. I think they're committed to him for at least yeah. four. And I think just that means them. Mean, like the next
1: program. year could be a big yeah, year for, 2021, for, hot, for hot seats.
0: 2021, if things don't go well for Jake Spavidal at Texas State, mm-hmm. if things don't go well for Dana Holgerson this mm-hmm. year, um, if things don't go well... If things don't go well for Matt Wells. Yeah. Right? Like, if, I mean, here's another thing. If A&M underachieves this year, I know that they are pot com- committed to Jimbo Fisher. Oh, yeah. But... But at that point, they would be four years in to Jimbo Fisher. With... And if they are not if they are not having the kind of success that they wanted, then 2021 becomes a very big year yeah. for him.
1: I think that's the thing. I think we're kind of setting everything up. There's a lot of yeah. what ifs right now, but then next, going into the following season, this doesn't be...
0: feel like this doesn't feel like the year where there's a lot of guys on the hot seat. But I think that depending on how 2020 shakes out, 2021 <laughs> <getting in> <laughs> could be a very very steamy year mm-hmm. uh, for coaches. Anything else?
1: Uh, got a lot of positive feedback for the intro video, so well, thank you to go. everyone who who said nice things. So well, there you go. We like nice things. That's going
0: to do it for us. <laughs> Stay tuned for the new credits. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbells and of course, see us at TextFootball.com. Thanks to Greg Powers for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, Text Football, today.